I know it's popular right now to not believe poll results, but I think sometimes I read poll results and I really think that can't possibly be true, or at least I hope that it's not true. Um, and that goes for this new poll that's out, although apparently it's been replicated in the United States as well. This is a, a poll result from um, a restaurant chain in Great Britain that asked people about how relaxed they felt while eating out and trying to figure out, you know, what's enjoyable to people, what's not enjoyable to people. Sure. And um, the big result out of this that everybody's been reporting on is that those ages 18 to 24, what they're calling Gen Z in this study, about 86% of them suffer from menu anxiety when dining in restaurants, compared to 67% of all respondents. Uh, 34% of those young adults reported feeling so anxious they would end up asking other people at the table to speak to waiters on their behalf. Yeah. Um, so what they're saying is that the research shows that it's stressful for people um, when they have to look at the menu and they're worried about not being able to find something that they like or afterwards regretting what they ordered. So they like to be able to look at the restaurant menu in advance and think about things so, and eventually yes. have to place the order, which we go out to eat fairly frequently um, because it's something that we prioritize in our lives um, with approximately five small people who all seem to suffer from menu anxiety. Yeah, and and but I think this is a different So we go out to eat to reward ourselves for surviving another week. I don't even think really for us because we've got five kids it's not even about the food really. I certainly cost no. is part of it. But it's about doing something together, and really it's about you and I getting to enjoy, you know, because the kids will kvetch at some point. But with the menu anxiety, there's a. I have a couple of feelings on this. I think there is the uneducated caused anxiety, which I have had before in my life. As a matter of fact, mm -hmm. uh, I, I, I think about this with anger because I just never bothered to learn. There are things sometimes you don't learn, you don't know something, or you don't know something about an entire field or genre of things, and so the whole thing seems bigger than you. You know, right. Uh, like for you, uh, you know, playing the um, the uh, what's that guitar thing that we have down? Ukulele. Yeah, the ukulele. Like uh, originally was a little bigger than you, and then you learned to play the ukulele, and it's not same thing with me with guitar. You know, you're like well, I can't imagine the universe that that is. Then you learn it, and now since you fix everything here, like fixing the roof would seem to me bigger than me, but to you it's not because you've done it now and you see it, you see granularly. Um, what it entails, etc. So, in the year of our Lord, 2002, mm -hmm. I went, we had a reservation with my friends in Chicago to a restaurant called Gene and Giorgetti's. Mm -hmm. Famous old steakhouse. Very famous place. I hope it's still open. I don't know if it is. But it's one of these places with all the pictures on the wall of all the celebrities. As a matter of fact, where we sat before Top was actually... Um, actually, I had the picture of Hugh Grant at the restaurant there. It's one of the places where you go to in Chicago, if it's still there. Um, and so my friend and I, we had we always were competitive about who would order the better thing. He ordered a, uh, what did he order? He might have ordered a New York Strip steak or some kind of steak. I, or maybe I ordered the New York Strip. I, w I wanted a steak that was fatty and gorgeous, but I didn't know anything about cuts of steak. 
Right. So I just looked and said, okay, well marbled. This, uh, okay, I guess we'll get the New York Strip. Total loser. He beat me. I think he got the ribeye. Of course, that's what you'd get. Now I know. Not only now I know all the cuts of steak. Now I know how to cook steak myself. But it was a it was a process. But back then I was flying blind, and I lost. I didn't know the menus. So that was that was uh, anxiety mixed with um, just naivety. Now. Uh, and that happens to a lot of people. A lot of people don't know what they're looking at with a menu. I mean, there's well, right. carpaccio, so, there's, uh, you know, Alfredo, there's... Uh, well, and this does say that 40% of Gen Zers wouldn't want to go out to eat if they couldn't look at the menu beforehand, which I do understand. I do think there is actually value to... And your restaurant experience can be more relaxing if you're not under pressure in the situation to look at everything and know what everything is. That... There can be value to looking up the menu online and thinking about what you would want to order in advance. Well, this has two other things to, to do. One, if there's peer pressure at the table. For instance, mm-hmm. you talked about peer pressure when you were eating out with your work holiday party a couple months ago. Um, or a, a work dinner you had mm-hmm. in Danvers. Um, and, you know, me, I think about almost 20 years ago, my first day at Entercom, which was WRKO Odyssey now... In Boston, we went to a restaurant, and everybody else at the so, so this is. I, there were things in this menu, and this was the depot. I think it was the the, the the that I was looking at. This is in Brighton. It was full of gorgeous things in the menu that I wanted. the The two the the people I was with in Radium, mm-hmm. the two uh, young ladies who interviewed me were there. They were gorgeous and thin woman women. One blonde, one brunette, mm-hmm. and. Then there was some other people from the department. They all ordered a chicken Caesar salad. Every one of them. That was really big for a while. Right. Everybody ordered chicken Caesar salads right. all the time. <clears throat> so I, of course, ordered what? A chicken Caesar salad. Exactly. <laughs> and I wasn't interested whatsoever. There was so much on that menu, like any number of like different grilled cheese variations or meatloaf. I would have rocked that menu, but I was peer pressured because mm-hmm. of uh, social norms. Now, when you go to a menu that's huge... I understand that that is, it's it's a tough thing because there's a universe of stuff to get. Well, yeah, and <clears throat> a lot of times you get to the table, especially at kind of work socially things, and the server gives everybody menus, and then everybody's sort of talking and socializing, yes. and you can't really give the menu the focus it deserves if you want a place to go to order. Well, right. Right. And then there's so many things dispiriting that can happen. Like, for instance, and and please don't do this. If you're doing this, please don't do this. Please don't. I would rather have you put uh, arsenic in the water supply than don't ask the server what's good. Please don't. They don't give a (laughs) flying frig. They don't care. They just want to process you. Don't ask them. Oh, oh, is 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 the uh, are the turkey cutlets good? Oh, they're just going to tell you what you need to know. Just don't do it. None of that stuff is serious. And I understand, and it's not personal. It's Just don't ask them what's good. But, um, but yeah, so with a huge menu, I think there is a FOMO. You feel that, okay, I should have gotten the linguine when I could have had this. I should have got the calamari mm-hmm. when I could have done And so you, you think that of, of all these items, maybe I'm not getting the best ones. Kind of like if somebody lets you free in a supermarket and says you have four minutes to get all the best stuff. You could be overwhelmed. Like, what section do I run to? The lobster section? I mean, that's a little mm-hmm. ungainly, although they are expensive. Or do I go, uh, you know... To... 
Well, and there's like considerations if you have dietary needs or once again, if you're at a work thing, like what's not messy to eat. And if you don't know what stuff is, then, you know, being able to Google it in advance and know what you're ordering. There are reasons why you would want to know the menu in advance. But in general, I don't think you should let it stop you from eating out. No. And the idea that you're having an anxiety from it, I I don't. But Gen Z reports feeling a lot more anxiety than older generations in general. Well, but, but like, obviously they're all on medication, but... <laughs> but, but also uh, I think just giving words to it sometimes creates the feeling. Like, so, our kids will say they have anxiety. Like, well, that wasn't well, a thing well, kids on. used to uh, say 20 years ago. Yeah, I know. Yeah, my daughter says at 13. Of course, she doesn't know what anxiety is, but that's fine. But but she, but she will get emotional about math, you know, and so, so kids do their... <laughs> but this is my... My feeling as well is that everybody, young people all have stuff delivered. And so they have time to peruse um, this, uh, the website, you know, these mm-hmm. the menu items. Yeah, and you can put stuff on and off your order exactly. and think about it. Right. And you can, and there's no human interaction. And then suddenly somebody wants something. It's like somebody calling you on your phone. Yeah. Or it's almost invasive if you're not used to dealing with people. It's somebody, somebody, now this person's coming by, this person who's declared that his name is Brad is now interrogating you <laughs> and keeping, he's keep, keeps asking questions. Yes, yeah, I want the burger. Uh, um, do you want this on this side? How, how do you well want do you, it done? Exactly. How well do you want it cooked? You know, can I give you a refill? Can I do that? Like Brad wants a lot from you if you're a, a, mm-hmm. a zillennial and you're naturally made nervous. Um, but yeah, I mean, it is. Totally a Western 2023 problem. Well, and there's a social cachet thing to being able to order without asking questions or seeming like you don't know what you're doing. Being able to answer all those questions fluently and to know what you're ordering. It's in some ways, it's like the social cachet of being able to place a Starbucks drink order Mm. and knowing what you want on it. Oh, I want a venti caramel caramel macchiato with uh, whipped cream and hold the this. Or I want an oat milk latte with blah, blah, blah. You know, to to have that, to know all the words for the stuff, to speak Starbucks East or, you know. If there's a man out there who who says the words oat milk milk latte, that could be the last last thing that person says before being incarcerated. Maybe the equivalent is the thing you were saying, like with the steaks, like knowing how to order your steak. Mm. You know, that's a skill set and you have to know words about things. And even to like know the things to say and the things to ask for is sort of shows that you know what you're doing. Uh, Yes. You know what I mean? And a lot of restaurants are kind of like that. And a lot of them, especially, I get this nervousness at places where it's like a build your own thing where you have to tell them what to put in it where there's sort of pressure because there's a line of people and it's high intensity and you have to decide like what to put in your burrito bowl or whatever and and they're waiting for you to know what to do and if you're not familiar (laughs) with the things that go into the the burrito bowl then it can I can understand how that can be anxiety producing because it seems like you don't know what you're doing. And I think a lot of life for a lot of people is fear of looking like you don't know what you're doing all the time. Now, I want to make a a defense of another constituency that I feel has been unrepresented here. Okay. Those people who do go in, and I've been here as well, who do go in, and you tend, your mind can wander. Those people who do go in and know what they want and then are screwed when you need Five more minutes. Oh, I haven't really been looking. Can I have... Oh, we'll come back. I'll give you five five minutes. I'll come back. 
So now my order is delayed by five minutes because <laughs> you couldn't be uh, you couldn't be compelled to keep your thoughts together. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but um, but you do have to kind of you. That's that's why I like to. I don't want to be that person, so I like to know in advance what I'm going to get. And by the way, you know, this also what you're going to get can be changed in the process. If you if they're plying you with bread and butter or bread and oil, mm-hmm. uh, that can change what you're um, desiring right. because you're getting satiated, perhaps um, from that coming beforehand. I don't I, I'm, I try not to be a bread eater, um, but it can be delicious. Yeah, bread, obviously, and dipped in oil. I mean, I mean, come on, come on. That's why we love the Italian people. Really, is that they gave us dipping bread in oil? Oh yeah, not only that, but yeah, and you can oftentimes just keep oil at the table. I mean, that is winning. Anytime you've got the ability to lubricate the food, oh my goodness. Okay. Dateline Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift's milk bar birthday cake is going viral. The star recently, the star's recent birthday cake has sent Google searches for the sugary dessert skyrocketing. Taylor Swift may have just turned 34 in the year 2023, but she's celebrating like it's 2015. The pop star's choice of birthday cake, famed New York-based bakery chain Milk Bar, has driven Google searches up 3,950% in the past week. Uh, search trends for what is a milk bar cake soared by 700%. Um, Swift's cake also featured lettering that read Birthday Girl of the Year, a clear nod to the time recently naming the top pop star the person of the year. Uh, for the uninitiated, Christina Tozzi's Milk Bar first came on the scene in 2008 as part of David Chang's Momofuku in New York City. No longer mm-hmm. affiliated by the name of Momofuku, Milk Bar has spread across the United States to more than 10 locations. It had fans of the birthday cake, which runs $62 for the six-inch size, uh, can schedule them for local delivery. Oh, Uh I was going to say, when you said $62, I was like, oh, that's not that expensive for a birthday cake at all. And then you said six-inch size, and I backtracked Yeah, mentally. I mean, so I'm looking at this cake right now, the milk bar cake, and it looks pretty good. I feel like for you, there's a lack of frosting issue. Yeah. And I don't, I don't really get it, but I like the idea at all that cake is trending. It seems to be to be a wholesome thing. Actually, I mistakenly last evening had some birthday cake that was left over. You can't have a chocolate cake sitting in this house for four days without eventually Tom Shattuck hitting it. Um, so in which is what well, I well, your son finished it this morning, and then after he finished it, and it was time for him to get dressed for school, um, complained that. There wasn't fr- enough frosting left on it oh, because yeah. I think you ate the frosting yeah. off of it. That was my <laughs> my uh, attempt to be diet friendly. I didn't eat the carbs and the bready stuff. I just ate the. Oh well, yeah, because sugar is not a carb, yes. honey. <laughs> By the way, good news, Alice. Okay. I know you're a Starbucks person. You like to order oat milk. Um, Starbucks is offering half off drinks every Thursday for the rest of the year. So that's at least one more Thursday. Coffee Chain is offering customers 50% off any handcrafted drink for the month of December. Thoughts? That's good to know because our daughter actually got a Starbucks gift card for her birthday and um, has requested that I take her uh, to Starbucks during vacation week. So 
And there are plenty where we're going, as a matter of fact. That is good to know. That is good so to do know. We, She's do ready to go. Do we break down and go to uh, New Haven, Sally's a Pizza, or no? We probably should check out on a pizza before. Um, I have not done the Connecticut. Because we have not done it. Yep. We have not done it. No, we did Mystic Pizza a couple years no, ago. No, but we didn't do... A pizza is a specific thing. It's, like, different. We covered this on this show. No, I know. But I'm saying it's pizza, though. Right? Yeah, but it's a different style. Right. Right. Um, I want to briefly, because tis the season, talk about tipping. Not cows. No. Um, this person posted a um, tip they received on social media, and they were not pleased about it. Uh, and I'd like to see what you think. This is a tip that is a fake one. Uh, is it a thousand? A million dollar, a fake million dollar bill with Santa on it that um, asks them if they're saved or something on the tip. It's not really yeah, money. Yeah, okay, so religious thing? Yeah, but it's a, you know, note telling them to become Christian. Um, so this person posted on social media that they received this tip. F your stupid religion and F this stupid tip. You want to help me give me money, you cheap Christian bastards. <laughs> I, I make thirteen fifty an hour and I don't have the capacity to deal with bleep like this. Is thirteen so, fifty an hour bad, by the way? So, yeah. So, a few things. One, I was prepared to be on the side of the tippy in this situation right. because I don't, in general, think you should leave things that look like money and aren't money and use uh your lack of tip to try and convince people to join your religion that seems like not a very productive thing to do (laughs) um anyway i don't think yeah i don't think not tipping people is a great way to get converts but let me tell you something allison (laughs) we're the religion that doesn't tip you (laughs) I, i i used to work in a hotel where the bellman in the hotel would routinely destroy luggage Owned by people who stiff them. Uh huh. If somebody gave them a fake dollar, they would literally feed it into a tree shredder. A fake tip. We used yeah. to have somebody who gave me a fake. He used to give us all. Um, um, I know you usually get a tip, but you ever get around to it? Have you heard of the round to it? No. It's a little wooden coin. That says round to it. Round to it. So now you've got a round to it. You ever get a round? Oh, yeah. yeah. I have a couple of round to it's from the 90s. Still. (laughs) I did not destroy the luggage. This is in that vein, and I think that's bad form, typically. But then this person won me back over to the tipper's side, and I now want them to leave more tips like that because this person, A, makes $13.50 an hour and is complaining about tips. Which is not, that's not a tipped wage, right? I don't know any state where that's the tipped minimum wage. That's not a waiter wage. That's like a you work at Starbucks wage or something. Yes. So anyway, um, the $13.50 an hour swayed me and the not having the capacity to deal with bleep like this. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Don't not have the capacity to deal with somebody giving you a piece of paper that you didn't like, right? Right. And then... also, what also pushed me more into the um, not wanting to tip this person side is all the people in the comments claiming that um, this is illegal because it's trying to pass counterfeit money. 
Oh, that's fantastic. So, and that they should report them to oh, the police. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> like, no, it's not counterfeit money because it's a million dollar bill with Santa on it. That's not counterfeit money. And, uh, yeah. So, and then one corrected, they go, they say, well, that should be illegal. I wonder if attention grabbing of fake printed money is illegal. It really should be. I think it is. It's not. It is, but the last time a clerk called the police, the perp ended up dying of a drug... Yeah, okay. So, there's a lot of... Uh, it's not It's not counterfeit money. I'm sorry. And, you know, figure out how the, to have the capacity to deal with things like that happening to you because they're going to keep happening to you in your life. Speaking of religion and mm-hmm. food, Alice. Yes. Dateline, New York. New bill would require Chick-fil-A to be open on Sundays. <laughs> You have to make chicken on Sunday now, too. Um, By the way, also, Crumble Cookie's not open on Sunday. Oh, is, it, is that true? This is what, That's kind of contemporary This is what my daughter looking. told me. But it is contemporary looking, but it's run by Mormons. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah, uh, you do Chick-fil- have an idea because we talked about the fact that it's a Mormon business I didn't know on that. this show. We did? On yes, this show? on this show. Man, I must have. You should review out. our past episodes. I should subscribe. <laughs> Any Chick-fil-A fan knows that Chicken Chain is closed on Sundays. It's a practice that's been in place since Chick-fil-A first opened in 1946. But now a bill has been introduced in New York that could affect Chick-fil-A locations at rest stops along Interstate 90. The new bill would require food services at transportation facilities and rest areas to remain open seven days a week. The bill goes on to say that while there is nothing objectionable about a fast food restaurant uh, closing on a particular day of the week, service is areas... Is there nothing objectionable? <laughs> Service areas dedicated to travelers travelers is an inappropriate location for such a restaurant. Allowing for retail space to go unused one-seventh of the week or more is a disservice and unnecessary inconvenience to travelers. Forgive me if I'm wrong, but they pay the rent for all seven days, do they not? Yeah, I believe they do pay the rent for all (laughs) seven days. That's right. They probably draw fewer resources than any other uh, locations as well. The thing is that how many people die of starvation because <laughs> the little strip mall on the highway was closed and they couldn't not think the about whole thing not the whole thing just the right, chick-fil-a just inside right. it exactly so um obviously the, the the real truth of this belongs in our other podcast but um so there you go not to be open uh seven days chick-fil-a does a great job they do a great job and the fact that everyone loves them and they're still super popular despite being um, what they are and being closed on Sundays and, you know, the the cultural issues that people have with them speaks to what a good job they do at just making chicken, which is their primary core responsibility. Um, I did send you, this is, um, you know, going back to something we talked about the other day, which is the new McDonald's chain Cosmics. We were hoping we could get somebody's review on it since there's only one of them and it's in Illinois. Um, we can't go there right I waited now. two hours in line for Cosmics, McDonald's new coffee chain. When it was finally my turn, I ordered one of everything on the menu. You want one of everything? 20967. When I pulled up for my order, I was greeted by the entire staff cheering for me, probably because I had the biggest order they'd ever seen. Oh, wow. I got everything. Sundays, McFlurries, shakes, lattes, teas, foods, and so much more. I started with a sour cherry energy burst, which was almost like a boba slushy. It was pretty sour, especially the little balls when you bite into them. And I 
I was really excited to try the churro frap, which was good but didn't really taste like churro. But they made up for it with the blueberry mint green tea, which had real blueberries and was quite refreshing. The spicy queso sandwich had a nice kick and was probably my favorite item, and I couldn't leave without their hash browns, which seemed like an exact copy of Duncan's. Overall, 7.8 out of 10. I waited two hours in line okay. for Cosmics. So obviously this... The two hours in line, I assume, is your first problem here. Uh, yes, and I also get... It. I don't, I mean, this is ostensibly a man who's excited about real berries and hash browns. If you're rating food and you include hash browns in the running, hash browns are not a major league sport food. They're fake. It's as if if you're rating hash browns, you might as well rate um, uh, bazooka gum. Hash browns are delicious. We talked about this on the last show. But it's show. not a, it's not it's something to do. It's something on the side. It's not something that has to be one of my favorite things. All it is is it's burnt ends in salt and grease. And I understand those are fine, but it's not a food. The spicy chicken sandwich that is something. But to have a, a, a guy be so excited about the uh, frothy what is a churro? Churros are that Mexican dessert, kind of like a little donut thing twisted in like a cruller shape sort of. Okay, so that was his churro shake didn't taste much like churro. Yeah, churro has been a really popular flavor for stuff. It's been popular for a little while. Our kids know what churros are. They're like, it looks like dough that's been squeezed out of a tube into How a little stick. How is he in line stick. for two hours? And so he's in line for two hours. That because this whole McCosm... Or, sorry, I keep wanting to call it McCosmics. This whole cosmic thing is this viral trendy thing yes. this is the only one there is and so everybody went to go try it so the person behind him had to wait for his 209 dollars worth of stuff yeah and for the people to cheer for him yeah yeah uh, is there <laughs> any chance um mcdonald's invited him i would assume so yes yeah i'm not a huge fan of this uh this fellow and I don't like, uh, well, I mean, it's, do what you want. It's fine. Do what you want. Do what you want. I, I will tell you one thing. Yes. Um, The McDonald's up here, mm -hmm. the 24-hour breakfast thing is over. Our mole, who works in a McDonald's, told me that his stops at 1030. Last week, uh, a few days ago, I went after shopping with the kids to a McDonald's. In when did they have 24-hour breakfast? All-day breakfast. You don't remember the McDonald's switch to doing all-day breakfast? It was a Wasn't huge that thing? just a brief temporary thing, though? No, it was supposed to be like, from now on, we're doing it all day. I don't think it's been that way for a while. Oh, maybe, maybe. I know it was that way at one time, but I was 10 there. 10.30 is the time. Yeah, I know, but I was there at 11 a.m. on a Sunday morning. To me, that still mm -hmm. could be breakfast time. Mm -hmm. but and the they're super rigid about it, too. Yeah. Well, and I understand that they've got to, the machinery and this and that, and they've got to do stuff, and I can't, but, um, but, you know, there's nothing like the morning time, like sausage, egg, and cheese muffin, or biscuit, or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, which reminds me, by the way, we've just discovered that McDonald's now allows you to buy the special sauce. Yeah. At the McDonald's. They, as, a, as a matter of fact, they uh, advertise. Mm -hmm. There's an advertisement in line. Wow. And we got good intel, actually, talking to our friend who works at McDonald's as well, um, because you wanted to know how the Big Mac sauce 
uh, is placed on the Big Mac, and it is with a gun. So. Right. Important information to know. Uh, yes, absolutely. Back to tips. There's this. Uh, the Eras Tour is showing Taylor Swift tipping out people who are who are um, um, who are delivering to her. And I have a question for you. Yes. Do you have cash? This to isn't tip? the Eras Tour. That's just the person's name on Twitter. Oh, that's at the Patriots game. Yes. Well, it says after today's Chiefs versus Patriots game. Yeah, but she's not on the Eras Tour. Tipping. Okay. Well, it's fine. She's. I think the, the way you stated it was confusing. Um. But yeah, she. But she's handing out hundreds. I think is the point. Are those hundreds? Oh, those are hundreds. She's giving people hundred dollar bills for bringing food. That's what I thought was interesting about it. Oh Which my. I think is a good sign about a person. It is a good sign. It is a good sign. It's a little showy, but it is the person at the end of the day is getting tipped. Must love that. I mean, she's not tweeting it out. Look at me handing out $100 bills. Somebody else took the picture and posted it. Oh, we got an update, Alice. Okay, what's the update? Taco Gigante champion. Mm-hmm. I did redeem, even though you said I couldn't. I redeemed. Well, I was going by the actual. Rules. I redeemed two tacos. They, they two remained. The two coupons remained on my app, mm-hmm. and at Margaritas, I redeemed my two taco gigantes. I also ordered this time uh, chips, which is very reasonable for their like homemade chips, mm-hmm. uh, tortilla chips, and uh, queso. Yeah, and it, I felt it was a win-win. And the, although they did. Um, um, would I say NAF, na, uh, national N, na, NT, NT, oh, NTM. That's right. You need to know, guys, if you're a Taco Gigante champion. <laughs> Which so many people are. They couldn't find the, this is the one in Methuen, they had trouble finding the code to hit in order to get it in there to give, to credit me mm-hmm. being a taco champion. And they couldn't find which taco to hit or whatever. They looked, they were great. They just had to look. And then I think he called somebody and it, excellent customer service. This play, the margaritas in Methuen, in the loop, I call it all. And it's. The old Methuen Mall. NTM, National Taco Month, was is the code they use. Uh-huh. But he did indicate that they have hardly anybody doing it. <laughs> hardly anybody. <laughs> well, yeah, that's why they can afford to give it away. It's because most people don't redeem it. I'll be redeeming it. We'll be <laughs> Every going, single one. I will. Absolutely. As a matter of fact, we will be going probably when we return from Connecticut. Let me see. You're going to have to. Yeah. Okay. So on the return trip from Connecticut, that will be the Saturday. So you'll have a new one because you did this week's. Let me see what I've got. So far, you have done the 5th, the 12th, and the 19th. I got one free taco. Okay. Right now, I just have one free taco. Okay. Wait. I thought you did two. This Valid through today. I thought you used both the ones that were valid through today. Yeah. So that should have been your one that was supposed to expire on the 12th, but didn't. And your new one that was supposed to expire the 19th. I got to go down there today, that means. You got an extra one by accident? I don't know. I have one left valid through today. Oh, my goodness. We're going down there, baby. The pressure. Okay. Is everything good over there? Yeah, you can go ahead. (laughs) Um... Okay, so we have to redeem one more 
taco, I guess. You sent this story about the applesauce pouches contaminated with lead. Um, I... I would eat them. Well, I wouldn't. This actually, I like this story because this speaks to my uh, radicalization about baby food that I've had since. With our first kid slash kids, we did a lot of like baby food in pouches and containers. And I've become anti-baby food. Pourquoi? For a variety of reasons. One is that um it's contaminated with stuff and recalled like all the time and while there are a lot of things that are like hyped up about parenting that you should do that don't really matter that much lead is actually like really bad for children it turns out it's like terrible and this happens all the time this is not unique to these applesauce pouches it's because a ton of manufacturing equipment um has lead in the you know, metal components and in particular the way baby food is prepared where it's pureed in these things and then it's boiled down. It concentrates it more like you end up. So even if all the individual ingredients, nothing's lead contaminated, just the manufacturing process of it can cause it to be contaminated. There's lead in so much stuff. And I also just don't think that kids should be eating pureed food all the time. Why not? Well, there's this whole theory about um, why nobody has like a strong jawline anymore and why all <laughs> kids and in particular why all kids need like braces and orthodontia now that never needed it in the past is because tooth size is genetic. The size of your teeth is determined before mm-hmm. you're born. They grow inside your body. It's not influenced by outside stuff. But jaw size is developed and jaw size is developed particularly when you're a young child by chewing a lot of stuff. Oh. And we don't give kids anything that they need to chew anymore because we're worried about choking hazards which like fair but just watch your kid when they eat and like right. do the heimlich or whatever right <laughs> i mean but but you your kids should be chewing stuff right yeah. i mean developmentally and age appropriate wise but i do think kids should be eating more protein also and kids should get most of their nutrition from breast milk or formula for the first year of life but like i don't understand kids should also eat like ground beef and oatmeal and you know nuts and chewy uh, stuff yeah kids should eat things that they have to chew and they should eat normal food that's like what you eat and i think that parents think especially new parents think that you're supposed to feed your kid baby food for some reason but then it makes it harder for them to transition to ordinary food and i don't really agree with the concept and we do this a lot because we're rushed for time but i prefer when we move away from it I think kids should eat the same things that adults eat. I didn't know this was a, a possibility. I thought that you had to give them baby food. Yeah, no, you don't have to give them baby food. Nobody, I mean, like. So, what will we feed Peter Rabbit in a couple months or whatever it is, a year? What? what I mean, cooked vegetables, meat, like normal stuff, soft cooked noodles, O-shaped cereal. But you can feed kids just what normal human beings eat. It's allowed. Wow. Alice, the very last moment of the show, we've all learned something. <laughs> here, here, here. I am all for it. Wow. O-shaped cereal. <laughs> well, I hate nostalgia because I can't climb up that hill without thinking your name. I hate nostalgia. I still think about you. 
Sometimes think about me. 